This past week, I was blessed to be able to attend the National Clergy Retreat in San Antonio, Texas. I'm very grateful for the parish supporting my participation in that. I got to meet with 250 of the other Greek Orthodox priests from across the country. But on the way, I was delayed from the Atlanta airport. I was on a flight that was held because the connecting flight that had 51 of our passengers was late, and so we were late. And there was a moment when they finally arrived, and someone came over the speaker, one of the flight attendants, and said, we have a family on board of four, and they need to sit together because they have small children. And so I heard the announcement, and I was sitting in a row of three seats with one of my brother priests from Florida, who I found in the airport, who was on the same plane. And we were sitting together in a seat, and we had a nice little space between us. And I was thinking, okay, it's a full flight. Someone's going to take the seat. And then this announcement comes on. And I'm embarrassed to say that it took me a good 20 seconds before I put my little call button on to volunteer to give up my seat. Me, a priest. It wasn't immediate. I thought about it. It took me a second to have a soft-hearted response. When we have a soft life, and anybody who can fly on an airplane has a pretty soft life, you can have a hard heart. A soft life can very easily create a hard heart. Recently, I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts, and I learned about the philanthropic effort that Bill Gates started in 2010, which he calls the Giving Pledge. He and Warren Buffett, who at the time were probably the two richest men in the world, decided to start a club called the Giving Pledge. And in order to be part of this club, you have to have $100 million, which rules most of us out, if not all of us. The pledge is that you will give half of your net worth away to charitable or philanthropic causes, either before your death or in your will. Almost 150 people, I think, have signed up for this, which is great. They've given a lot of money to really good causes, uh, to charities and philanthropic efforts. But what's interesting is that their assets have grown by 8 to 9% every year, while their giving has been around 1 to 2% every year. So they're actually falling behind. When you're rich, your money works for you. And so, you know, their, their percentage of their giving is actually falling behind on the basis of their, um, their net worth. While, of course, I'm grateful that they took the giving pledge and they, that they are giving something to, uh, to these causes, they struggle, too, with a soft life, creating a hard heart. We hear about this in today's gospel story. We hear about the rich man and Lazarus, and I'm not going to retell the story for you because if you were here, you heard it, and if not, you can certainly go read it later. But this man was wealthy, and he feasted sumptuously every day. No fasting on Wednesdays or Fridays for this guy. And he was clothed in purple and fine linen. Purple and fine linen? all the time? 
And a man at his gate, this poor man, longed for just the crumbs from his table, and he didn't even get the scraps, let alone a modest gift of food, let alone a generous gift of food. He got nothing. We get the grace of hearing the story afterwards, after they both die. And there's this dialogue where the rich man is in Hades and the poor man, who's the one who has a name, you probably noticed, Lazarus, is in the bosom of Abraham in heaven. And the rich man is crying out for relief and help. And there is none to be had. When we hear a story like this, what do we do with it? Well, I'm very proud that this community has done something with it. I want to read to you a little letter that we got from the Montgomery Area Food Bank. We write to thank you for your gift of 119 pounds of food and product to assist those in need with your food drive barbecue event. Thank you so much for making this summer season brighter for others in need here in our 35 county service coverage area. And they go on to thank us with a few more paragraphs. We're on the right track. I want to encourage you to keep on doing that. But there are other things that we can do to keep the soft life that we are blessed to live from creating a hard heart. And that is, if we choose to live a harder life, we may receive the grace of a softer heart. And how can you choose to live a harder life? Well, it's through what we always talk about in church. It's through the standard ascetic program of the church, which means fasting. Depriving ourselves of food is choosing a harder life. It's choosing a little pain, a little suffering now, so that both we can help others and also that we, more importantly, keep our hearts from growing hard. Giving money is a part of this. Reading scripture is a part of this. Prayer, attending services and vigils is part of this. Anytime we make a sacrifice where we have a little bit less comfort, a little bit less ease, a little bit less softness, a little bit less pleasure for the sake of God, for the sake of Him, we invite Him to soften our hearts and to keep them from growing hard like the rich man in this gospel lesson. And so I encourage you to think about the world that you want to live in. Is it a world that is focused on your own personal experience of life? Or is it a world of relationships? A world that's bigger than you? Because there are a lot of people around us who are suffering and in need. They might not be starving on the streets like the man in this passage, or maybe they are. It might be the single mother that you know who's struggling to keep her family together. It might be the man who lost his wife recently and is very lonely in the life that he's living right now. There is suffering and pain and need all around us. And so I encourage you, to look for an opportunity to serve and to ask God to give you the grace of a bit of a harder life in order to have a softer heart that's open to Him 
so that you can speak to him and so that you have a name before him on Judgment Day. Amen.